Welcome back to the Call Me By Your Game podcast. Uh, if you've never listened to this show, um, this is a podcast where I, your host, Connor McCabe, uh, bring on a friend to talk about a video game that is special to them. And we talk about not only what they love about this video game from their past, but what was also special about the context and when they played it. Um, and we'll get into, uh, you know, that time when they fell in love with this game for the first time. Um and if you have listened to this show before, thanks for coming back. We're happy to have repeat uh, listeners. A little housekeeping up top. Uh, first, uh, if you'd like to visit our website, we are at callmebyyourgame.com. There we also list all of these, uh, all of our podcast episodes, all the video elements that we used to be able to record and hopefully we'll get to do again someday. And uh, more details about the show is there. And if you are enjoying the show, or you have anything you want to tell us, suggestions, things you been liking you can email us at call me by your game podcast at gmail.com and then lastly uh if you do listen to this show or you listen to it for the first time on this episode and you're like wow that episode with this guest was amazing i'm gonna go ahead and uh i want to like help support the show you can do that by leaving us a rating and review in the apple podcast store or wherever you listen to our show that helps get our viewership up the more people that you know see we have uh ratings it's more likely they're able to trust that this is podcast worth listening to so you can do that there all right the housekeeping's done let's get to everyone's favorite part of the show where i bring in the person who saves the podcast and that is my guest and today that is my good friend jackie sneal hey jackie hey. how are you what's up buddy how are you my man i'm you know i'm doing pretty decently well all things considered yeah. um now I know you, uh, we met, you know, I don't actually don't remember. No, you know what? I think I do now remember how we met. Do you think you remember? Um, you know, not when you just bought it up, like my, my brain starts sparking. Like when did we actually meet? It's always um, foggy with people in this community. It is. I, a part of it, I think is we probably met somewhere in the indie improv scene with like mm -hmm. dramedy or like the, when you were on the interns because uh -huh. <laughs> uh, you were on that team right yeah yes, you were on that was. team. somewhere in that realm i don't know exactly where but probably somewhere around like the clubhouse or some shit like that but if you have a more concrete uh memory please let me know <laughs> I think in and as I started to say this, I was like, oh, this sounds like this is a segment or a thing I always do with my guests. And I realize I don't. But as I when I asked it, I feel like, well, first off, with all of us, we have like um, two or three times we could have mixed Like you said, it is hard to remember specifically. We, it could have been at like a show. I also do remember, I think we did like a YouTube like video together with like, I think I want to say like Madison was there too, like something up in like the mountains. I just feel like I met you on some oh, shoot where we were like, yes, 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 yes. That is right. That's okay. why I met. Yes. You, it was something with, um, Adam McKay and, right. and, and Charlie, uh, Charlie, uh, uh, Mahalik. I'm going to put Mahalik. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I think that was also one of the first times I met Madison. And I yes. forget who else. Oh, shit, dude. I forgot completely about that. Me See? too. I, All right. Thanks for jogging my memory. Hey, yeah, that's no yeah. problem. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. I uh, hope you that guys the show. Uh, enjoyed me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, you short and sweet, you got out uh, at the perfect got time. Got in and out. 
Get uh, in and perfect. out, guys. Five stars. Five stars. Yes, please. Um, well, so, so that's how we know each other. But for the listener out there, if you don't know Jacques, uh, Jacques is an actor, improviser, podcast host, Prince of Chicago, and the honorary 26th man on the Chicago Cubs roster living in Los Angeles. <laughs> is, that, is there anything hey, else you want to say about yourself? You know what? Uh, you know what? Uh, that is probably the best introduction I've ever gotten on any podcast I've ever been on. Uh, <laughs> I, I generally, I generally hold nothing but a vice grip uh, of hate for Cardinal fans in my heart. Mm-hmm. But honestly, Connor, uh, if there was one Cardinal fan who I, I could say, you know what, I like them, and I won't talk shit to them. It is you. So. <laughs> Uh, well, thank you. So, you know, from one Cub fan to a Cardinal fan, uh, thank you so much for having me. Hey, you're so welcome. This is a this is a safe moment of peace uh, for the two for the two the Cardinals and Cubs nations today. And then after the show, <laughs> who knows? Who knows? And after the show, fisticuffs. There, ex- exactly. Um, now, so that's how that's how I know you. Was there anything else you wanted to share about yourself, or, or before we move on? That sounds all great. Okay, Everything perfect. you said sounds right. Awesome. So we're doing a, a video game podcast today, and I would love to, for you to share like anything about your video game his like your history with games. Like when did maybe when did you, if you remember, like start playing video games uh, up until like this point? Yeah, I, uh, I I I have gone in and out. I've never been. I used to consider myself a gamer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know some people who PC game will scoff at that, uh, <laughs> because a lot of people don't consider uh, back in the day, you weren't considered a gamer unless you PC games, which, yep. you know, it's a weird gatekeep, but, um, met those people too. but yeah, but, uh, but I, I've gone through moments where I, I've considered myself a gamer where I would buy new games all the time and, and play all the time. Uh, I guess I got introduced to gaming and video games. My first ever system was, um, you know, I'm, I'm in my early to mid thirties. So I, uh, you know, I remember Atari, uh, mm-hmm. and I didn't have an Atari, but I remember Atari. I remember duck hunt on the duck hunt on the original, uh, Nintendo before it became super Nintendo. But mm-hmm. my first system was Genesis. And my first game that I fell in love with was Sonic, the original Ooh. Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I, yeah, I'm a Sonic. I'm a Sonic kid. I was never a Mario kid. I think Sonic is the greatest character of all time. Uh, and yeah, that's what introduced me into gaming. And then I think what got me into competitive gaming, Ooh. like where I would play for hours, not competitive, like competitions but like, oh, I, thought the, I, I thought i was about to Nick. hear your a whole nother no, story no no i'm not that i'm not that cool i'm not that cool uh <laughs> but in competitive where i mean like you play people and 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 you take it too seriously mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yes. it's probably uh nba live 95 Ooh, who's, uh, who's it, on the cover of that one oh i don't remember at Gosh, all i can't remember uh, i should look i should look i'll look while i'm saying while i'm talking but Sounds uh good. nba live 95 was 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 what got me. And then that was also around the time the first PlayStation came out. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, that was, that was game changing for me because, you know, we was, we were looking at games that we were thinking was real back in the day. <laughs> yeah. um, oh shit, dude. I'm looking at it right now. And I remember oh, it. It's a picture. It's a picture of the, uh, the Rockets and the Knicks in the finals. 
Uh, oh. Robert Horry is trying to block John Stockton, and then Elijahwan Ewing and a couple other players are like watching as oh he tries goodness. to do it. It's I a remember whole, whole gang there. Yeah, it's dope. Is it? Wow. Ah, ah, this is dope. I love looking at that. <laughs> I haven't seen that cover in a minute. Uh, so yeah, so I got you know PlayStation changed the game for me, uh, but I think what really changed the game for me, and I became like a oh, and it, it leads into like the game we're going to talk about today totally. uh, is Dreamcast. Mm, Dreamcast whoa. changed the game for me uh, because Dr- Dreamcast, honestly, I think doesn't get enough credit for truly changing is gaming as we know it as far mm-hmm. as console gaming. You know, I know PlayStation came out before that. Uh, PlayStation was really dope, but Dreamcast had like the first instance of like online gaming. Mm-hmm. And it had the first instance of like, uh of of storyline gaming and mm-hmm. the graphics were amazing and that big ass fucking controller and <laughs> with the little uh, like port for that little like with the little Boy port yes yes dude that came in so handy when i would play uh like uh what would become nfl 2k or mm-hmm. espn uh football whatever it was because you could because you know when you're playing against people people be cheating and shit they looking at your plays so you can choose your plays on that little port on your controller so the person you're playing couldn't see that's ahead uh, of its time it is dude that's it's so, so cool. ahead of its time and you know go denying party games like that were really fun to play but dreamcast really changed the game for me which led me into getting the xbox and then I had a PS2, I had a PS3, I have a PS4 now. Uh, but as I've gotten older, I go through phases now. I don't play, mm-hmm. you know, I have a few games, you know, that I've played that I've loved. Uh, a couple of the Arkham City games uh, mm-hmm. have been great. Um, the game we're going to talk about and the game I'm about to mention are often in my top three, uh, which is um, um, Splinter Cell, Tom Clancy. Uh, one of my favorite fucking games of all time. I'll play, I've played games, but now I go through phases where totally. I literally won't play a game for months. Mm-hmm. And then I'll sit down and I'll play every day, all day for like a month or two. <laughs> like, <Yep>. so yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's really weird. So I, I don't consider myself a gamer anymore. Uh, I'm not as good at games as I used to be. I used to be able like I'm playing NBA 2K20 right now and I'm so trash, uh, <laughs> which is so disappointing because I used to be so damn good at that game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, but, you know, I just don't I don't have the I don't have the pick them up and dominate in me anymore. Like I used it's to like you're an actual uh, player who like retired and then like plays pickup and you're like, why can't I shoot like I used to? Yeah. Yeah, bro. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, it's sad. It's sad. I was just playing 2K yesterday and I quit three games in a row because I got down by 30. And I was just like, this is boring, man. This is fucking demoralizing. I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's tough. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. So that's 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 my that's my gaming like history. Uh I mean that wasn't brief, but that you know, that's 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 where I'm at with games. Totally. And it sounds like kind of what happened to you is what happens to most people, and that's that like you became an adult and you, you know, like won't sink all of your time into video games. But then like I was talking the last guest we had on the show was Joan Ford and and her and I were talking about how she will now what does a similar thing to you where she won't 
always be playing a game, but then suddenly we'll get totally like sucked into a world and then it's doing it mm-hmm. like for a whole week sort of thing. Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, the last game that really, really sucked me in was uh, Spider-Man. Oh um, man. I love know. that game. That game was so great, but you know, like I'm not a, I'm not somebody like, I don't have a switch. I'm not somebody who's going to like go buy a switch and then play animal crossing like everybody mm-hmm. is or, yep. uh, you know, that's not, that's not really me. Um, I'll play a lot of single player games. I'm not a huge online gamer. I'm trying mm-hmm. to be more now cause of Rona. Yeah. Uh, but I've never been a huge online gamer. Um, I don't necessarily play was popular uh and by that i mean like if something is hot right now i won't say oh i gotta go pick that up um Mm -hmm. like i i i gotta it has to be a good game and like and not just uh like i'm not gonna ever play a pokemon go yeah (laughs) (laughs) or you know like i don't i don't have time for i don't have time for that uh and not saying against anybody who does like at all like not I think if that is you or you do like like that, I think that's amazing. But I just don't fall in those categories anymore as, uh, totally. as a video game player. Yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, well, sweet. Well, you know, we're, it feels like we're already like, you know, you were you were uh, so patient, but you were so ready to say the name of the game we were going to talk about, which I always, <laughs> I always, I mean to do it after I introduce the guest before we do the history but i always forget and you were nah, so you know so I'm, gonna, patient. I'm gonna let you do it this is your show man you, i'm gonna let you i'm gonna let you say the say what the show is about today you know for, first off i want you to know you have the agency do it and you have had the agency to do it i'm not one of those hosts but it's also like oh yeah this person is a podcast host they're experienced <laughs> they, know, <laughs> they know how it goes <laughs> um but yeah, so let's just get into it. The game we're going to talk about today, uh, the game that you cho- that you wanted to talk about, was uh, Metal Gear Solid Two: Sons of Liberty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, oh boy, this game. This is uh, my top. My top. Unless this is a segment we do later in the show. My top three games are this game, Splinter Cell, um, and Grand Theft Auto Five, and Ooh. and. Man, Metal Gear Solid 2 just changed the game for me as far as video game playing. Mm. Um, it is truly one of my favorite games of all time. And as I was kind of, you know, because I haven't played it in a long time, we were talking about either discussing this or GTA 5. Yeah. And, and I was going to go with GTA 5 because... It's, that game is a lot more recent for me. I played mm-hmm. that game more recently. Uh, I can I could probably talk about that game a lot better. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, because I haven't played Metal Gear Solid Two. Shit, in probably fifteen years. Uh, <laughs> so like I so a lot of a lot of the stuff I'm going to be talking about is nostalgia and mm-hmm. and and what I remember from back then but as I was looking at shit you know kind of like recapping myself on like the game back then I was like man it would be dope if they remade Metal Gear Solid 2 for Ooh, like yeah. a platform right now so I could play it like they did with Final Fantasy 7 uh, yeah. or because I would go get that in a heartbeat it is such a <laughs> 
it is such a good game and i'm sure we'll talk about it but like it is responsible for uh for a lot of where games are today a lot of the themes and the and the gameplay that it had uh was very revolutionary as to where we were Mm. gonna go and and gaming and a lot of the themes in the actual game are very relevant Mm. right now like politically and Mm -hmm. and like and shit like that which is so (laughs) scary yeah Mm -hmm. which is so scary and that game came out in like oh one oh two something like that so it's crazy Oh man. Yeah. It's, I'm really excited to talk about this for, for those reasons too. This isn't a game, uh, that I've ever even played. I have played the first one. Um, Mm -hmm. but that's awesome to hear at least up top a little bit from you. Um, before we dive in super heavy, uh, I want to share a little bit about the context and history. And again, as I said earlier, uh, if you want to jump in and add on or share or amend anything I say, please do. You're right. wrong already, Connor. <laughs> just, by, just, by, just by opening my mouth and taking a breath to speak, I've already screwed up. <laughs> uh, uh, that was a perfect, perfect game move. Uh, I, uh, I missed it. Okay. <laughs> thank you, um, thank you, thank you. You're welcome. Uh, form, uh, formerly of Harold Knight, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Uh, <laughs> hey, always part of the family. Um, and, all right, here we go. So Metal Gear Solid 2 Sons of Liberty is an action-adventure stealth game developed and published by Konami for the PlayStation 2. And you're right, it did come out in 2001-2002, and that was November 13th, 2001 for the worldwide release. Uh, it is the fourth Metal Gear series game written and directed by Hideo Kojima and is a direct sequel to the original Metal, Metal Gear Solid uh, from 1998 on the PlayStation. Um, this story uh, takes place at the Big Shell, a massive offshore cleanup facility seized by a self-named group of terrorists called the Sons of Liberty, hence the title. Uh, and they have kidnapped the President of the United States, demanding a huge ransom. Otherwise, they'll destroy the facility, creating an environmental disaster if their needs are not met. Um, the game itself, In the game itself, it seems that Snake is... And this is kind of a little bit of a spoiler for the game. It seems like Snake is going to be the main protagonist, just like the first game. But an hour into the game, the rug is pulled out from the player as Snake goes down in an accident. And another Foxhound agent, Raiden, uh, takes the helm. And the game, this game takes many twists and turns and leans heavy on mystery, massive plot twists, and the gameplay and story. They expand on those from the first game, uh, resulting in what was pretty much universal acclaim. Yeah. Ah. Oh, uh, so good. It's is honestly kind of if you ever if you ever get the chance to play this game. Uh if this is your type of game. If it's not then you probably won't enjoy it. But if like real life simulation type games are your type of game, uh this game is such is so worth the so worth the play. Um it's great. Great. Even from watching like, uh, cause I, even if like, like this being a game I'm not familiar with, I'll try to watch, you know, a handful of videos and read articles about it just to get at least semi-familiar and even watching it, I was like, Oh, this looks like a better version of metal gear solid one, which I loved. So I was like, mm-hmm. you know, I I'm, I'm wondering if there's, I think there's probably like a remastered collection out there somewhere. So I'll have to check that out. I might I might actually check that out after after we finish this up. I you know and this game is uh commonly on many best games of all time mm-hmm. uh lists uh on many of them. 
you know, totally. not necessarily number one on a lot of lists, but it's always within like the top 15. Yeah, it's in the uh, conversation. Or 20. Yeah, it's always in the conversation. And, you know, uh, so... I don't know how, I mean, are we, are we going, are we jumping in? Are we talking about it? Let's first, actually, before we talk, talk about it. Why don't, do you remember like okay. how this game came into your life? Like what's your history with this game? Uh, that's I'd love to oh, hear about that's that. a good question. That's a good question. Cause I did not play metal gear solid one. Um, plot twist already. <laughs> yeah. I never have. I never have. And I don't think I played. I, you know what? I did play a Metal Gear Solid after this, and it mm. wasn't as good or as fun. Um, and I just kind of... It, it was good, but it didn't hold me the same way. Mm. Uh, like most sequels to games. Like yeah. Splinter Cell was the same way. I played Double Agent, and that was great. But after that, even though the games were still very good, for some reason, just that magic of uh, of, of playing with these characters in this model the first time just kind of leaves. Sure. But... um. I can't really remember. You know, I I don't know if this is true or not. Uh, I'm I'm taking I'm taking an educated guess, uh, but this is something that I I do want to talk about uh, as we talk about the game. But uh, my best friend, still to this day, uh, also had this game, mm. and and we would literally watch each other play it, mm-hmm. and you know, and, and so. An educated guess is I would go over his house and he had it because he and his him and his dad were more of gamers like they played online games. They played PC games and, you know, they played so I could see them having Metal Gear Solid, the first Mm -hmm. one, and then getting this. And I probably would. I can't remember who would watch who first, but I probably watched him play. And said, this game is dope. And went to go <laughs> buy it and play it myself. Yep. Um, it was either that or at this time, I was a sophomore in high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was probably just a popular game talked about. And I was like, yeah. okay, word of mouth, I'll go get it. It's one of those two. And both it's of one them of seem like two. very possible too. Yeah, like- yeah. And I can see this game being a really huge. Uh, I can see this game be. I mean, it obviously was popular because it is very highly rated. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, this game came out shit two months after nine eleven. Yeah. So a game about spying and terrorists and espionage coming out mm-hmm. like <laughs> yeah. in two months, literally almost two months after nine eleven. Yeah. Uh, I could see how that's a very talked about game. Totally. Uh, and yeah. I think, um, you know, coming off the heels of the first one, which was like, it, which is on the top of many, like, best just original PlayStation games ever, the Metal Gear Solid, like, and Final Fantasy VII are like the two that are most often up there. Um, this was a mm-hmm. highly anticipated game. So I think, yeah, like, it had that going for it. And it had what you said, like, just coming off two months off of, uh, you know, 9 11 was a big deal for it. Yeah. Yeah, that's a big deal, bro. I mean, so, you know, <laughs> listen, two things that happened after 9-11 that went down in, in, in epic lore. Uh, the Blueprint dropped on 9-11 and Metal Gear Solid came out. After I didn't 9/11. realize the Blueprint was that day. Yeah, it dropped on 9-11. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Wow, uh, it's wild. You and I were talking about 
baseball, I think before we started recording, recording, but I, what I remember is like baseball getting pushed back two weeks and then like the playoffs going into like, you know, like early to mid November and mm-hmm. uh, Mr. I November just, with Jeter and shit. Yep. And then the, I remember like Luis Gonzalez hitting that walk-off single over yes. off of Rivera, which I was so happy about because I hated the Yankees. Me too. Me too. Uh, I hated the Yankees. Uh, that's the that's the obligatory baseball talk portion of the podcast. I mean, well, if, if you'll if you'll let me expand on that obligatory oh, baseball talk, just oh, one anytime. extra thing I will say, you know, as the twenty six man of the Chicago Cubs, uh, that game you were just talking about, Game Seven, where Louis Gonzalez uh, hit that walk off and won the World Series for the Diamondbacks, who also had a older Mark Grace on their team. Um, who was a former Chicago Cub, and Bob Ridley, who went on to uh, manage the Chicago Cubs. Oh, did I drop out? I think I lost you just for a second. Uh, so okay. if I didn't respond to something, that's why. Okay, I can. I can. Where's the last thing you heard? I'll just say that again. Oh, for your the last edit. thing I heard was if I can expand on the baseball talk. Okay, if I can expand on the baseball talk just a little bit, just a little bit. That mm-hmm, please game do. seven. That game seven, Diamondbacks versus Yankees. Mm-hmm. Mark Grace was on that Diamondbacks team. Oh, so, yeah. you know, I was rooting for that. Bob Brindley, who was the manager of that team, went on to manage the Cubs, uh, went on to announce for the Cubs. And I mm-hmm. hung Bob Brindley's television in his Chicago apartment uh, oh. and sold him <laughs> home theater equipment. What? And, yeah. And that game seven, 2001, was the highest rated game seven until. 2016 when the Cubs no won way. the World Series against oh. the Indians. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So that those two teams, the Cubs in that World Series are linked so much for me. They, of course, how can uh, how could they not be? Like anytime a player that I love from like the Cardinals or like another team that eventually came for the to the Cardinals or whatever, like I'll know all those little anecdotes too. That's amazing. Oh. Yeah. They, yeah. They, they um I don't know if you've been watching any of the MLB at home stuff but Around like a month ago, they aired, uh, they streamed game seven of, of uh, the 2016 World Series on YouTube. And I should have texted you, but I texted Loomis and was like, dude, turn on YouTube and don't leave <laughs> like the screen. <laughs> oh, trust me, my man. I, I, I watch it often. Um, awesome. I, watch, I have it. I watch it often. Uh, I've watched it during Rona already and awesome. uh, I'll probably watch it again soon. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I've watched so much. I think I even texted you one day. I've watched so much classic baseball during this thing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, goodness. Last que- last baseball question of the baseball segment, and I truly, w- mm-hmm. I I pitch like fake segments on the show that we only do once, and this is one I just wish I did every time. Um, but do you? Where were you when they won? Were you in LA? Were you visiting family in Chicago? Where were you? Yeah, I was in LA. Unfortunately, I'll never forgive myself. Um, <laughs> never. I, you know, I just the thought that I was not in Chicago when the Cubs won the World Series truly haunts me. Um, but I did end up going <laughs> to Chicago uh, later that year and got pictures around Wrigley with the W flag was still waving. And oh wow! All the World Series memorabilia was all still up. World Series champs was still plastered on the marquee. Mm. It was still really cool to see, and I also went to the opening series uh, the next season where they got their rings and the trophy and the banner, which oh, was against the right. Dodgers. Um, oh, wow. And it was, it was so beautiful to be there, and it was also fucking 
miserable because oh, it no. was 42 degrees and rainy. <laughs> Battle of April, Battle of April games. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, I like I was it was I was so happy to be there. But God damn, I'll, I never want to go to a game like that again. <laughs> oh my gosh, truly though. It's like you're happy you're there, but man, the punishment of that weather is you're like, it's it was worth it. Brutal. Barely. Ugh. Uh, it was barely, you're right. It was <laughs> barely worth it. If, <laughs> if it wasn't what it was, I would have left after the second inning. Yeah. <laughs> and oh I don't goodness. leave baseball games. I yeah. don't leave baseball games. Yeah. Oh, geez. Well, anyway. Well, well, hey, well, hey, that wraps up our, uh, our obligatory right. baseball talk segment of the show. Absolutely. Um, well, cool. I think we kind of, I mean, we covered like how you kind of discovered the game. You, you like, it was potentially one or two things, but let's, then let's dive into like what you like, let's first, let's talk about what you love about the game specifically or, or, and also simultaneously, if, uh, you remember like what you remember on the context of when you first played and what was cool. Yeah. So what I, what I, what I love about the game, um, you know, I've, I've heard this term thrown out about this game, how it was a or how it is um, in many ways, an art, an art uh, video game, an artistic expression. One of the, you know, uh, a game that is in the artistic expression mm-hmm. uh, category of games. For me, I hadn't played many realistic games mm. up until that point. Now, I know there will probably be somebody who argues that there have been realistic type games out there. Probably Metal Gear Solid, the first one, is mm-hmm. probably the best. <laughs> the, the, <laughs> the first one in this series is probably yeah. it. Um, you know, if anybody out there throws out Final Fantasy, like, shut shut up. Like, it's not. <laughs> it's not. Final Fantasy in no shape, form, or fashion is a realistic game. Yeah, and by um, realistic, you mean, like, that it, like, could take place in our world. That it could like- take place in our world. Like, the motto of the game isn't i mean like yeah it's not like magic or anything crazy shit but it's not like magic or anything it is operating like it is happening in our life cool um you know like it is like the rules of the of the rules of the video game world are the same rules of everyday life um outside of like you know you can get shot and not die because you have totally, health. but you know, which that's game, that, you know, other than that, which is a game thing. Yeah. It's yeah. a game play necessity. Um, so for me, it was the first game that I had ever played like that. Hmm. And, and, and to many people, it is one of the first games that really, uh, took that type of game into the next forefront of its evolution. Um, it really expanded on what metal gear solid one did and, and just, took it leaps and bounds to the next level. And Mm. so that was one thing I loved about it. Another thing I loved about this game was, uh, you know, again, to my knowledge, I don't think there have ever been many games at that point. Because remember, this is 2001. Yeah. And this is, this is on a PlayStation 2. Like these are, this is the first, these, this is the second generation of gaming as we know it, but Mm -hmm. truly the first generation. Uh, Because, you know, the PlayStation 1, as great as it was, was, uh, you know, PlayStation two is really where, you know, everything happened for PlayStation. Yeah. It feels Um, like, um, I don't know about you, but to me, when I kind of think about 
going from like, yeah, PlayStation and N64 to PS2, GameCube, Xbox. It's like, of course we had like a lot 3D model, 3D games were Mm -hmm. like a part of those earlier systems, but they still didn't feel, they still felt a little cartoonish, a little like polygony and like not super real. But I remember like seeing stuff on the PlayStation being like, this almost looks pretty real. Yeah, it did, man. It did. And, and that's one thing about this game too. So, you know, I loved I loved the fact that you had the protagonist switch. Oh, like yeah. that was because one reason being is because you didn't know. Mm-hmm. I like if I can if I can remember, I didn't know that I wasn't gonna be snake. Like it oh. wasn't like a it wasn't something that was on the cover and yeah. you know, Raiden wasn't on the cover, you know, and like, hey, you're gonna play with this character. It was like, <laughs> no, Snake is the guy mm-hmm. and you're playing and you're playing and you're playing, and very much like movies, you know, the hero always wins, right? Well, in this instance, the hero goes down and you're like, wait a minute, did I just fucking die? And <laughs> I can't do anything about it. Yeah. And now all of a sudden, now you're another character, and not just for like a, a level you're another character for the rest of the game yeah <laughs> like and and they do such a good job at getting you emotionally invested in this character's story too mm-hmm. uh like it was it was mind-blowing it was so fucking mind-blowing and i think the biggest thing i love about it outside of the gameplay and and like using your brain trying to be you know doing the stealth shit and trying Mm -hmm. to be a spy and having to think like all right what's my next step or remember shit from earlier in the game because you're gonna have to use it later in the game and like you have to be a spy you are a spy in this Mm -hmm. game the thing that i loved about it as i alluded to this earlier me and my homie would literally just watch each other play. <laughs> and I had never done that before. Like I had never I had never been okay just sitting for two hours and watching my friend play a game. Wow, just so um, sucked in. Is is very much like the model for Twitch now. <laughs> and yeah. and you know, and like that was that was the first game that did that for me where I was like Oh, I just want to, I'm okay watching you play this because the story was so fucking good. Mm-hmm. Like the story of the, the story line. It's another reason why I like Splinter Cell and I love GTA five because the stories of those games could very well be a movie Yeah, that has a first, second and third act that makes sense that have characters you're invested in that ha- like it, it is very much a movie totally. and just everything about Metal Gear Solid 2 was just primo. It was so fucking good. Oh, that's so cool. It's It goes to show, I mean, like, I remember doing that with my friend, one of my best friends growing up. I would go to his house a lot and, and watch him or his brothers play games. And there would be some games that I'd be like, well, I love Mario Kart, but I don't need to watch you guys play Mario Kart and go right. around the tracks I know. But when it's something... Maybe with a more compelling story like this, you're. I'm. To- I was totally along for the ride with that stuff. Yeah, man. Because like, you know, because you want to know what happens next. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like, you you want to know what happens next. You want to know where this story is going. You're also thinking like, wait a minute, like, is this person like on your side? Is this person a double agent? 
Mm-hmm. Uh, like, what happens if you do that? Uh, yo, the captain just called you, Raiden. Like, listen to what he just said. Yo, is your girlfriend not real? What? Yeah. Like, like all this, like, like you, you just like you wrap, you're fucking wrapped into the story. Totally. Where I've played Metal Gear Solid twice, and I've watched it twice. Mm-hmm. Like, I've watched my friend play it twice. <laughs> it's amazing. I've watched two different <laughs> friends play it, and I've played it twice. Like, so it's like I've watched the movie four times, you know? Yeah. Which is something that we're okay with when it comes to movie and TV watching. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for, but for video games, it's not something that's super, it's, it's a rare thing. Totally. Um, replay yeah. value. Oh yeah. That's that's what you're talking about now is something that I kind of learned a little bit about when I was researching for this episode. A couple of things I wanted to point out was I until today didn't know and doing like my full research didn't know that Snake wasn't the protagonist. So like you and that's one of those cool things that like is I'm so glad for you when you first played it that it wasn't spoiled for you before. Yeah. Yeah. It's like one you know, of those the great inter- I mean there was no back. such thing as the internet. That, I mean, there was such thing as the internet, but not in the same way as it is today. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a lot of it is word of mouth. And, and you know, back in the day, you know, people didn't like spoiling shit for other people like they do now. Yeah. I don't know what happened, <laughs> oh, but uh, I'm not uh, happy about it. Yeah. <laughs> so, and, and, and I think gamers will let you play the game and find the twist because they know the joy in that. Um, yeah. So I th- I think that's probably a little unfair when it comes to the gaming community, but not so much like the TV and film community. Motherfuckers be spoiling shit. Yep. <laughs> but, I mean, I, I don't know about you. I, did you? I don't. Did you watch The Mandalorian at all? No, I don't watch The Mandalorian. Well, I I did watch the series, but I got to it like four or five weeks late. But I planned on watching it. I just didn't have time. But like, if you don't watch stuff immediately now, you're getting stuff spoiled for you. Like I would have loved. To have organically found out that there's some sort of baby Yoda in that thing. Yeah. But like, I had no choice. There was just, it was all over Twitter. And same with like the Game of Thrones, like how that ended. I was like, even if it wasn't great, I was like, well, come on. Yeah. Yeah. Like, can, like, give us a chance to all see it. For real. Like, can can (laughs) we have like a week, like, like seven days? Like, we don't even get that. People were trying to spoil Endgame. Like I, I, I was oh so diligent, like muting all types of shit on Twitter and people like would literally, there was this one dude who literally put spoilers of Endgame in his fucking name, no. in his oh name. And, his, and luckily I saw this after I saw the movie, but it was, but cause I saw the movie at like the minute it dropped yeah. but his name was like tony stark dies captain america dies they all live <laughs> like it was just like you're such a dick dude a you're jerk. such a dick what a oh fucking di- or that dude now i'm not a star wars fan mm-hmm. by any stretch of the imagination but one of my favorite all-time stories was after um or the movie where Han Solo dies. Yes. And somebody like came out of the theater and yelled it like <laughs> Han Solo gets killed and they beat his ass. Oh, yeah. I, loved, I love that. They so satisfying. Give him all the hands. Give him every hand you got. For uh, real. But yeah. But yeah. So like this wasn't spoiled for me. And and it was really cool to to have that, to have a twist in the game that 
is not even that that is obviously a twist but mm-hmm. it's an active twist you yes. know it's not just a twist in the story it's a twist in the actual gameplay mm-hmm. uh because between the two of them you had different strengths uh, you had different things you can do. They weren't the same character model. So the shit that I could do with Snake, because Snake was a grizzled uh, veteran yeah. spy, and Raiden was this new kid. Raiden was this young, like twenty-year-old kid. Like so, like their their skill set was different. So mm-hmm. the same shit I could do with Snake, I couldn't do with Raiden. And wow. so, like that's that's such a that's such a cool active protagonist, uh, a, a cool active twist. In a totally. video game, yeah, that's really cool. Did you now playing this game? Because um, uh, did as Raiden, do you eventually like? Do you kind of build up to Snake's ability, or like somewhere near that? Uh, no, not so much because eventually Snake comes back. Okay, gotcha. Uh, so he doesn't stay dead, which is not necessarily a spoiler because yeah. other Metal Gear Solids have Snake in it. So obviously <laughs> yeah. he doesn't stay dead. Mm-hmm. Um. And, and when I say Snake comes back, I'm, it, it's not like it's not cheap. It's not like you play with Snake for a little bit and then you just play like a little bit with Raiden and then Snake comes back. You play a majority of this game with Raiden because wow. uh, also this game is long. This isn't <laughs> a the, the gameplay on this game is very long. Like it would be the equivalent of like a two and a half hour long movie. So imagine oh, wow. that, but as gameplay. Damn. <laughs> um, wow. So you play a good chunk of this game as as Raiden, and then when you get to the climax and you are basically near and around the big boss, you find out that a person who has been helping you was a supposed to be dead snake. Oh wow! Um, and so, I can't really remember how much you play with him again at the end. Mm-hmm. Like I think at that point it switches between the two of them. Oh, that's for a couple awesome! Times. Uh, and you play with both of them depending on what the thing is. But for the most part, you are playing with Raiden, and Raiden's story is what the wrap up. Uh, I think is what the wrap up of this game is. That's cool. That that's really cool. Yeah. I love I love hearing that. And I love hearing that like it didn't feel cheap. It felt like it seems like it feel felt really earned, especially when Snake comes back. And then that sounds cool that at the end it's like, oh yeah, here's both of the characters you can control different parts. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's really it's really fucking cool. Because all in all, um this is this is Raiden's story. Mm-hmm. Um you know, this is, this is, you know, Snake is obviously a big part of the game and a big part of the game lore. And I'm not actually sure if Raiden ever comes back, um, you know, in the Metal Gear Solid series. I'm sure somebody out there knows. But this is very much his story, mm-hmm. and which is very hard to do considering he's not in the first hour of the game. <laughs> like, <laughs> or you on know, the cover, like uh, or nothing. Or on the cover. Yeah. So it's very much his story um, and told from his perspective, especially once, you know, he actually becomes the character. Totally. Um, And and when I say it's told from his perspective, uh, if I'm not mistaken, he's not introduced earlier in the game. You are introduced to Raiden when you become Raiden. 
(laughs) So you become Raiden. It's not like you knew who Raiden was and now all of a sudden you're this character. It's Snake dies and then you like you like you then the next scene happens and you're talking to a new guy and all of a sudden you're this new guy so they truly (laughs) get you invested in this character yeah like a character that you don't know at all until almost halfway through the game and i think it's just some of the most brilliant writing yeah uh, that you can do yeah yeah Oh, that's really cool. I something you you also have been talking about uh, during this episode has been like, or you talked about a little earlier was like the mystery around it and like the uncertainty, especially like after they pull out the rug. Um, you know, when Snake dies, and you're like, oh, I am going to be this other character. Did that? Did that form? Do you remember that feeling any sort of like? like at all times anything could change after that or what did do you remember anything about that ask your question one more time for me yeah did you so you know since they like pull out the rug and make this huge change where and change your expectations to get rid of snake and and put this new character in did you feel like when you played the game after that point that they could make a crazy change like that at any time or was it like oh no you feel pretty safe yeah, no, 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 no. Um, I, you know, because like, um, it's not like an instant thing. Like mm. the story dictates that time has passed. Okay. Um, gotcha. So when Snake, when Snake quote unquote dies, his death isn't like a sudden thing. Mm. Uh, I mean, it is sudden, but it isn't like fluky. It is very much like he was on a mission and he failed and he died in the mission and the mission failed so like they failed they failed so and then time and then time passes um like it's not like the next day uh they're briefing raiden on something and then uh you know he becomes the main character i think like a year or two pass and the story in the story um of the game and then and then raiden's and in the in the two parts of the story don't really start to intertwine uh right away like it's almost like you're playing it's not like you're playing a different game but it's almost like it's still connected but you don't know like you're picking up where you're not picking up where snake left off gotcha Uh, you're very much on a new mission you're very much uh, you're very much your own agent and you're very much like taking up the mantle of a mission that was failed that we are now approaching from a different place two years later yeah so yeah i i never was i never was like oh shit well if like, am I going to be five different characters in yeah, this like looking over game? your shoulder yeah. the whole game? <laughs> yeah, no, it was, it was never, it was never that. It was never, it was never that. Like I said, it made sense as a story Yeah, uh, as well. So it was, it was, it was cool. That is really cool. That's awesome. Um, well, really cool. Um, so as I told you earlier, I've got a couple fun things to do, you know, kind of at the end of the show. But before I do that, I did want to kind of ask if there was anything else you didn't get to share, anything you wanted to say before we kind of move on to some fun segments. Yeah, I mean, like the, the, the cool thing with this is like 
One of my favorite twists in this game is Raiden, who is a rookie agent in this in this video game. You know, he is going through the things that you would expect a rookie spy to be going through. Like, you know, he has a girlfriend at home and <laughs> and, you know, his love life and shit like that. And throughout this throughout this uh, game. You know, you have contact with your girlfriend, like you're able to talk to her on the phone and, and she has <laughs> cutscenes and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden, like a twist happens and you find out like your girlfriend isn't real and and like she was a robot this whole time, maybe. Oh. And like and who's on your side and like are you actually reporting to the right person? And like all and oh are the gosh. terrorists like what what have the terrorists have the terrorists been fucking with you this whole time? Uh, and you're just like, what the fuck? <laughs> and and then eventually, uh, you know, the girlfriend is real. You just haven't been talking to her. Oh, <laughs> like okay. the, you know, so it has. So, so I think like so I think like the twist of this game is what really like got me. If I'm not mistaken, this is the first game that I replayed. Yeah. Oh, cool. Um, you know, where I was like, oh, I played this before. I beat it. And then like a couple years later, I was like, I want to play that game again. So it was one of the first games that I replayed because it was just so good. And, and you know, I knew what was going to I knew what was going to going to happen so I could play it from a experienced totally. uh, standpoint. But it was, and here's another thing too. I'm, I'm talking about the I'm talking about how great the story was and how influential it was to, um, you know, realism and, and, and art, uh, yeah. artistic expression and video games. Uh, but it's also a hard game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't an easy game. Like there were many times where I couldn't get past a fucking level or I kept dying or, you know, because it is an espionage game too. Mm-hmm. So it's a thinking game and, and it still has very much the elements of like, yo you keep doing that you're gonna keep getting shot so like <laughs> stop figure out a way how not to do that you know yeah, and oh, cool. so it still had so the gameplay you know because the story alone can't help a game it has to still be a game that's challenging yep. and the gameplay was still a challenging game so all of it together uh puts this game up there for me so if you ever i'm gonna look for a remaster version if there is one out there play it yes uh and and hit me up when you do anybody hit me up when you do because i would love to know your thoughts on on it oh i love it well well great and i definitely oh yeah for sure i definitely plan to (laughs) this is one that i like want like as i was watching it and remembering how much i like the first one which i truly only played the first one in the fall because mikey stevens came on the show to talk about the first game so i played that now i'm like oh this one Uh, looks pretty great too I want to find out if he's played two and what he thinks of two. Oh, I think he has. So definitely hit him up. Um, well, yeah. well, cool. Well, hey, thank you for um, sharing for talking about uh, Metal Gear Solid Two with us. Uh, and let's go ahead oh, and move man, on to this. Was fun. Hey, thank you so much. Um, I haven't, we go, I haven't talked about this game and shit. Like I said, almost 10, 15 years. So that was uh, this was uh, this was a delight. Well, thank you. Yeah, it's honestly, it's so much fun for me to talk about video games at any time because I love games, but also to hear from people like yourself, like what you love about games or the one we share, you share about. So thank you again. 
Yeah, yeah. Cool. Well, hey, before we do plugs and stuff and wrap up, I do always have two fun segments at the end of the show. Uh, the first Let's one is it. the is the fact me by your game segment, which is just a segment where I tell if I say facts at my guests uh, about the game. <laughs> so these are anything from like Easter eggs to development stories, uh, other fun stuff. So here we go. Um, all of these today I actually found from a really great YouTube uh channel called did you know gaming um so the first thing i wanted to share was the director hideo kojima uh had these uh idea notebooks that he actually gave out to everyone on the dev team the the whole point of these was he wanted everyone for uh, every day to write one idea one new gameplay idea that they think might be good for this game even if it was just like want the only thing they could think of that day um and if it seemed like like any of these ideas could work then it, it would actually be tested in programming and some were actually kept in the game <laughs> oh that's dope yeah excuse me uh about the cough but um so a couple that were that were actually came from these little notebooks uh one is the way you can disarm bombs with the free spray and um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. this the second one is how you can like peek around corners while you're like uh while you're like leaning against a wall you can like lean your character around and and like point your neck out which was something in, uh, strangely enough you like couldn't do in the first game this was brought in this one this yeah if i'm not mistaken like this was probably one of the first or the first like this game is splinter cell like were so influential to game play models mm-hmm. where with ai where you could like throw things in one direction and then ai would look over there so you could like sneak behind them in another direction like this was one of the first games to do that uh so that sounds so hearing that like what a great idea whoever had that kudos to you kudos to you um Awesome. Now, the second uh, fact I wanted to share with you um, was that we, it's funny because we actually talked about something, uh, you know, related to this earlier, but the original ending to this game actually had um, the aircraft carrier crash into Manhattan. Um, So according to Kojima, um, yeah, and which I think you might know where we're going here, uh, the plot of the game involved uh, nuclear weapons inspections in Iraq and Iran and actually had snake trying to intercept uh, Metal Gear while it was situated on an aircraft carrier. And obviously, um, once uh, there were like some tense political situations in the Middle East, um, this caused uh, not only this plot change, but it's several in the game. And specifically, obviously, like you said earlier, this game came out two months after 9-11. So they had already started to make changes. Um, but originally, um, the the ship that crashes into Manhattan dislodges the Statue of Liberty. And so, but of course this was changed due to 9-11. Wow. Yeah. Uh, good choice. Good yeah, choice. Right? Seems <laughs> also, like a new, also a really choice. quick too. Totally. Yeah. I think that because stuff had already been happening in like two, the year late in the year 2000 and early 2001, they had started to make changes anyway. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah. So the last fact I have for you is actually a little Easter egg in the game. And I know that uh, you're a Disney head. So there is actually a Pinocchio reference in this game. Oh, let's see if I can remember it. I think I, I vaguely remember something of the like. So hit me, hit me with it. 
So basically, um, while Raiden is making his exit through Arsenal Gear naked, um, all of the rooms that you enter uh, bear names uh, of digestive organs. And so where this came from was that uh, Kojima specifically wanted to do this, and he took this idea from Pinocchio when Pinocchio is swallowed by Monstro and, you know, is making his way through Monstro's digestive tract. He wanted this to feel like the player had been swallowed by the machine and was slowly being Mm. digested as they go through. So it's less of like a specific, oh, there's like a Geppetto drawing somewhere in the game than like uh, influence, I guess. Wow. Okay. All right. I like that. Yeah, pretty interesting. So um, that was the Fact Me by Your Game segment, and we'll move on to the last uh, one that's a little shorter. Um, This is the Game Recommendations segment. So at the end of every episode, I always make game recommendations not only for my guests, but for the listeners uh, if they've played this game, because this is, and this is the one tie-in to the movie Call Me By Your Name. Um, Of course, (laughs) at the end of that movie, uh, Elio moves on from his relationship with Army Hammer's character, and like in all relationships in life, if when someone goes on to date someone new or, or or like to basically just be in a new relationship, we all have had friends who have dated people who are extremely similar to the person they dated before, some people who are wildly different, or someone who's totally out of left field and we wouldn't have seen coming. So that's how I always operate when I'm giving recs. So the first recommendation I have for you, I wanted to give you another uh, legendary PS2 adventure game. And uh, that recommendation is The Shadow of Colossus. Have you played this before? Oh, no, I've never played this. So this game, it's also, this is remastered on the PS4, I think for 20 bucks. But this is a game where um, you're playing as this warrior who, uh, in order to like bring back his... uh, his wife to life who has passed away. He has to conquer these like mythical beings called the Colossi, which are these just like giant like forms and masses that are roaming the world. So it's, it's really cool. You have to like, you're basically battling these giant beings and climbing them and taking them down. Uh, super Mm -hmm. interesting, considered one of the greatest games ever. Um, and then my other recommendation, this obviously Metal Gear Solid 2 is an incredible follow-up that only that only further uh, uh, enhances the great things about the first game. So I wanted to find something else that did that. So my recommendation here uh, would be Resident Evil 2 Remake. Ooh. Which- which came oh, out last the year. Remake. Okay. So yeah, okay. so I've I know the first ones on the PS1, but I wanted to recommend the remake because I heard uh such great things about it. And uh it apparently oh. it not only follows up the first game like the original did, but they made some interesting choices. I don't have you played these games before? I've never played a Resident Evil. I have. I I used to play Resident Evil religiously up until I think four. Okay. Um four or five and and resident evil 2 is is one of the better games i've ever played as well Uh, it was just such a good game yeah yeah awesome yeah and i haven't played that in shit 15 plus years either (laughs) another one of those yeah this game i guess I guess what it did really well was not only it was like a really great faithful remake but it also because it it I don't want to spoil anything, but it made some bold choices with the story and the gameplay that I guess people who love the original were really happy about. So 
So that's mm. that's that there. And my last recommendation, this is the one that is out of left field. So um, this okay. is kind of a stretch here, but because you're a Disney head and because there's a, uh, a, a Pinocchio influence to this game, I wanted to give you something that was still related um, to the Walt Disney Company and recommend to you uh, Kingdom Hearts 2.5 Remix, which is also available on the PS4. Have you played these at all? I have not played them. My my brother plays them. My um my stepbrother plays them, and uh you know I was over at his house one time because he lives here in California, and he popped it in. He was so excited, and you know he was like, "This is what it is." I know you like Disney, and I was watching it, and you know I mean it was it was very much like a show at the clubhouse. Eventually, I was <laughs> on my phone, uh, you know, looking down. You know, checking the gram, checking Twitter. <laughs> you know, yeah. So, uh, so it didn't hold my it didn't you. hold my interest. But, but uh, I have I haven't heard bad things about the game. I haven't sure. heard bad things about the game, and it was really cool to see all these Disney characters. So that was that's what kept me interested until totally. I wasn't anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Hey. You know, t- I haven't played these games at all. I don't have any special tie to them. But to each their own, it, it might not be for you. But you yeah, know. and if it's not, that's okay. And if it is, hell yeah. <laughs> there we go. Love, love a positive attitude like that. The world's your oyster. Um, well, cool. So, <laughs> so that's the end of the game recommendations segment. And in fact, that brings us to the end of the show. So um, uh, before you, and again, I'd let, plug whatever you'd like, and then I'll do some plugs and close us out. But I just wanted to thank you again, Jackies, for coming on and hanging out with me for an hour. It's good to talk to you. Yeah, buddy. It was, uh, this was fun. This was, this was, and those are some dope ass facts. I didn't even know. Uh, so yeah, man, this was great. Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate you. Hey, absolutely. And feel free to plug whatever you'd like. Uh, for show. Um, yeah, I, uh, you know, culture Kings listen to that, uh, on the Earwolf network. Um, I also have another podcast that I don't get a chance to promote too, too often because we just started it during, you know, our teen and Mm -hmm. because of Rona. (laughs) Uh, But I am a huge MTV The Challenge uh, stan and I have a MTV The Challenge recap podcast uh, called The Deliberation with Ray Sani. Uh, new episodes right now we're recapping the current season of the challenge uh season 35 total madness so uh yeah if anybody out there who's listening to this if you are a mtv challenge uh watcher and you want to hang out with two uh comedians and two challenge stands uh we release episodes every friday so check that out Mm. um and then everything else uh, follow me on socials and you can find out what I'm doing at Jackie's Neal on everything. Beautiful. Cool. Well, I'll be sure to include that uh, in the show notes so it's easy to follow. Click away. Uh, thanks again, Jackie's. Uh, this show is produced by the great Jeremy Schmidt. You can follow him on Twitter at Ocarina of Crime, at Instagram, uh, on Instagram at Scaremy Schmidt. You can check out his podcast, Video Games, a comedy show, the sister show to this one. And you can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Connor underscore McCabe. Thank you everyone for listening. We'll see you on the next one. Bye.